Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hi, everyone. Today is the first podcast of a new series entitled Dealing with Childhood Trauma and the Effects. This podcast of MindCare aims to provide hope and answers and take away the stigmas of childhood trauma. My name is Rochelle Knight, and I am your host. Dr. Dana Philosaint is a professional counselor whose focus is on childhood trauma. For more information about MindCare or about Dr. Dana Philosaint, please go to mindcare.us. Hi, Dr. Dana. Hello, and welcome. We're just going to jump right in and get started. This is a very um, interesting subject. So the first question is, how did you get started counseling people who had experienced childhood trauma? Well, actually, I had a really good friend of mine who struggled with depression for many years, and I felt a very heavy burden to help her out. And so, um, you know, I used all the, the counseling tools that I had um, of, of way, on ways to help individuals get well. And it helped somewhat, but um, when I recognized that 90% of the clients that I was serving had issues with their childhood events that took place, uh, most of it was traumatic, I, I, sh- I switched my approach to a more holistic approach and, and dealt with the spiritual, the physical, and the mental and lo and behold, I found great satisfaction um, in doing it, and also my clients were very satisfied with the outcomes that they were, they were experiencing of joy, uh, much more peace in their lives and so forth. And so that really uh, got me uh, on that track of helping individuals deal with the trauma. Okay, wow. Okay, great. Now the next question is, what are some ways to develop an effective relationship with someone with a traumatic past. Okay. So there's a lot of stigma, of course, behind uh, childhood trauma, and there's tons of research as well that's showing that 67% of individuals and sometime in their life, um, doing, especially their childhood, experience trauma. So it's very common. 67% is a high number, too. Uh, but with that said, one of the very first thing I would say is for us not to make assumptions um, as if there is something wrong with the person. So just because an individual experienced trauma doesn't mean that they cannot have meaningful and healthy relationships. Um, I know that research is showing, for example, in an article journal by the um, library, Public Library of Science, there was a, a study that shows that psychological and physical trauma can have a profound effect on the development and well-being of a person throughout their lives, but that does not mean that they cannot have um, a positive relationships or um, that they're doomed as a result of those experiences. So, so the number one thing is not to make assumption that we know the individual because of their past or that they cannot have meaningful relationships. Um, so don't be quick to make judgment about those individuals. So that would be the first one I would say. Okay, great. I think that's an excellent point, um, that there's hope and not to make assumptions that people with traumatic past um, have some hope ahead of the end of the tunnel. So that's that's 
That's fantastic. Okay, great. All right, next question. What um, what is the first way to develop an effective relationship with someone who's experienced and maybe still struggles with traumatic past events? That's a very good question, actually. You know, um, I would say another way is prayer. I think we undermine the effectiveness and the usefulness of prayer, and most times we don't pray enough for people. Um, Strangely enough, there's a lot of research coming out on prayer, and then there's an article, again, that I read um, on the Journal of Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine. It was talking about the various types of prayers, and uh, individuals sometimes can pray. There's four, um, actually five known uh, types of prayer that research have looked into. One is if an individual is dealing with disease or some kind of illness, they'll pray a centered uh, prayer on the illness and trying to get well. Another one is assurance-centered prayer, that they're, you know, hopeful, very hopeful kind of prayer. They know that God will answer their prayer. Another type of prayer is God-centered prayer, where they pray uh, knowing that God is in control and their acceptance of whatever the outcome is. Another prayer would be other-centered prayer. And the last one would be the limitation prayer where they're just crying and weeping over something that they've done or um, uh, something they don't agree upon that's happening in their lives. But the, the one I wanted to focus upon is the other-centered prayer. There's a lot of research that's showing that when we pray for others, um, there's, there's blessings not only for us but also for others as a result. So I would encourage people, you know, to start praying for people. Um, um, as you're trying to develop a relationship with people, it's important to keep them in prayer and not give up on them. Wow, uh, that's interestingly a enough, too, um, there is another article that shows that when you when you pray, you're not only hopeful, but even the press depression symptoms are minimized. So if you are depressed or if you're you know saddened and feel like you have no hope. All of those things are minimized and as, as you pray for others as well. So very positive, good benefits for prayer. That's excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. that just shows a lot of hope too. Well, and I like that. The five types of prayer are centered prayer, assurance, God-centered, other, and the limitation-centered yeah. prayer. I mean, those are that's very helpful, definitely. And I just have one more question. Um, what is the next important thing to keep in mind or – to do to develop an effective relationship with someone who has experienced um, some type of past trauma? Okay, another one I would definitely recommend is uh, show that you care for people. Um, Interestingly, individuals who have gone through trauma have very high sense of empathy towards others. So they're able to recognize people's emotions much quicker uh, that's what it was showing in, in an article that, uh, that was published recently, that they're, they have an elevated sense of empathy towards other people. And so the same thing, too, they're looking for people who can have sympathy towards them. And if we can develop a way to demonstrate, not, not um, just in words but in action, um, if it, it needs to be, to demonstrate that you care for people, that's always a helpful thing. And there are ways that we can actually learn to be uh, empathetic or learn compassion. I know even in medical school now, they're teaching people to have empathy and and, and counseling as well 
they teach how to have an empathetic relationship with people because people have can tend to lose that aspect. If you if you standing up standing up, for example, when you're talking to people, sit down. That shows a more um, relational uh, connection as well as looking at people in the eyes, trying to understand cues, uh, nonverbal cues, recognizing if they're uh, saying things that they want you to probe into. Those kinds of things can be taught. Eye contact is another thing. So social skills um, that we, we know can be developed um, or even improved upon by adding that empathetic aspect and compassion um, into our conversation with others as well. So it's something that we can, we can learn and as well as demonstrate towards others. So people are looking for real people that, are, uh, that have empathy towards their situation in life. And so we can encourage people with those things as well. So demonstrate that you really care is another way. So, and another thing, too, I would say, don't give up on people. We're quick to give up on people. Um, if they've gone through things, give them time um, to... Um, connect with you if it needs to be given time to be alone because they might not want to be around people all the time, and that's okay too. But encourage individuals that are going through trauma. Um, it's always a good thing to use scripture to uplift them. Um, and so those are very, very good things that we can do. And another, uh, I would say one last thing I would say that's very important is to show people, people how grateful you are that they're part of your life. So, you know, we, we sometimes take people for granted just because they're there. We forget to share with them how much they mean to, to, to you or to, to, uh, to me. So spend time um, demonstrating, not only demonstrating, but letting them know how grateful you are that they're part of your life. So those are very meaningful things that we can do. Absolutely. Um, I think I definitely resonated with a lot of points that you were talking about. Now, Dr. Dana Philosaint, for the listener who is looking for more resources, um, do you have any resources available on your website, any books, et cetera, that um, the person, the listener, uh, you know, might find helpful? Absolutely. So I would say do visit our website, mindcare.us, and we have um, a book that I just recently published, and I think it gives a lot of um, hope. Um, it's on mental health, the mental health solution is called. Um, this mind, it, it, it teaches how to relate and also how to uh, deal with emotional things that are going in your life. If you're the one that has been, ex- the one that has experienced trauma, that would be a book that would be uh, very encouraging to you, and as well, you can give it to someone else who's going through some things as well. So, um, and also, uh, we're planning to add more to these podcasts, so stay tuned and subscribe to our website and our various um, social media platforms and hoping to provide hope to a lot of those individuals who feel that they don't have any hope, and we do have hope. Um, so I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to share those things. And I'm very passionate about it because... I know that there is hope. Wow, that is absolutely wonderful. Like Dr. Dana said, um, there is hope, and there are resources out there, and there are people out there who can help. For more information about MindCare or about Dr. Dana Philosaint and um, the company, uh, please go to mindcare.us for additional questions or resources. So thank you again for uh, 
joining us today for today's podcast, Dealing with Childhood Trauma and the Effects. Hopefully we'll see you next time. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you.